0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney. It is my hope that through each segment, you will receive ingredients to live your best life. One seasoning I'm personally passionate about is in the area of health and wellness. In fact, I host an Instagram live titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? But I will speak more about this at the end of the show. For today, please welcome my Uncork and Unwind hosts, Boomshika Rogers and Terrence Gill.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm author Terrence Gills, author of a a great novel, Choice. Um, Thank you for having me.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Bumshika Rogers, professional administrator of Minding My Business and Helping You Mind Yours.
0: Okay. All right. So let's begin with a few introductory comments for discussion. The first is Howard University cancels debt for uh, juniors and seniors. Students whose families are currently carrying an outstanding an outstanding balance for the spring 2021 semester will have their current debt erased as well. Uh, any thoughts?
2: Well, I think that's an excellent idea. I think they're following suit with Lincoln University, who announced on uh, in August that they were counseling everyone's debt up until August of 2021. So if you had a bill anytime between um in the year of 2020 to 2021, that bill was erased. So I think it's an excellent opportunity for those students who during the pandemic whose families may have lost mm-hmm. jobs or got laid off and they couldn't pay their tuition, it's just amazing how these HBCUs are showing grace to students who didn't have the opportunity to pay their bill and couldn't get back to school. Now they have that opportunity to gain that education and um, continue on down the path of, I like to say, righteousness. So let's let's stay on the right path, everyone. Take advantage of it.
0: I didn't know Langston did that. So thank you. Too, <laughs> learned <yeah>.
3: something
2: new. <laughs> That's our alma mater. So which is also HBCU, the best HBCU.
0: <laughs> what do you think about that, Mr. Gills? Not the HBCU part being the best, although that's true, but about the debt being canceled.
1: Oh, I, I wish that I, I could have taken advantage of that program when I was in college. That would have been wonderful. You know, <laughs> my loan, school loan is paid off. So I I worked and struggled to make those payments. Uh, but I wish uh, that I would have been able to take take advantage of that you know, and uh, have my uh, tuition and debt uh, erased like that. that. That's wonderful, you know, um, that, that these schools are doing that for, you know, this virus that we have, this pandemic that we have going around and people that lost their jobs, you know, didn't have any control of that. They had nothing to do with that, but they still had bills to pay. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the fact to see that that uh, universities are taking it upon themselves to do that. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think it's great.
0: Especially, especially HBCU, especially. Yes.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um,
0: I'm not saying it's not being done at the other um, you know, universities, but it's just I'm starting to hear more and more where HBCUs are doing that. So that's good. And Mr. Gills, aren't, aren't, aren't you in the medical field?
1: Yes, I am. I'm, I'm currently, I'm a traveler. I'm an orthopedic surgical tech uh, here in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, so, yeah, I, I work in the OR every day. We do surgery all day, every day. And I love wow. it. I do love it. It's a great it's a great feel. I've learned a lot. I see a lot. I do a lot, you know, working side by side with surgeons every day to uh, help the population get back on their feet.
0: Thank you for your service.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What were you
0: going to say, Bumshika?
2: So how is that going in every day? I know you don't necessarily deal with COVID patients, but I'm sure You know, you're in a situation where you may be under high stress because a lot of people still think that this is a gimmick, uh, a way to control the economy, a way to keep people unemployed. Um, It's a joke. So when you're in the hospitals, I mean, what is that environment like?
1: Well, Actually, I I, I do uh, do surgery on COVID patients uh, and we do. We wear, uh, you know, N95 masks uh, in the OR. So we're very well protected. Um, it's, it's, it is, it, um, it's a tough job, you know, cause you, you see a lot of sick people, uh, a lot of things that we, uh, take advantage of, you know, as far as health. Um, you don't see these individuals every, every day and it's not old people. It's not like people that are in their seventies or eighties or sixties. No, it's young people. They're in their twenties and thirties, you know, that can't do things that we can, that we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. You know, uh, they have illnesses that they come in for us to help them get better. but never really get over, you know, uh, so it's it's a sad situation. So I I, and I try to come home every day and remind myself uh, why I shouldn't complain, you know, because I just done surgery on a a kid that was 19 years old, you know, who will never be able to do the things that I did at 19 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, because of his deformities. So, yeah. and I, and speaking of, of COVID uh, when that hit last year, or when we found about it last year, I was in uh, Boston, Massachusetts uh, at Leahy. And I saw a lot of patients uh, that were in there, that were very young uh, that passed away, you know? Uh, so it was a very, very sad situation. I was up close and personal to that. Uh, a lot of close, my, a lot of my close friends, uh, that I worked side by side with every day um, had con- they had COVID as well. You know, uh, I was fortunate that you know God blessed me that in working that close with those individuals every day, um, I didn't have any symptoms. You know, but but as far as working uh, doing surgery on those types of patients, I did that just about every single day. I saw COVID patients, but I was just blessed not to 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 get it myself. Awesome,
2: outstanding.
0: Mm. Well, since since we're on this topic, um, we may as well, I, I may as well get this question answered. What's going on with the new variant?
1: You know, it's, it's a lot of people, uh, you know, people are going to be skeptical about anything. You know, a lot of people are still skeptical about the flu virus, you know, the, the flu vaccination, rather, not the virus, but the vaccination. So, you know, you're just going to have, you're going to have individuals out there who are always going to, be skeptical about any type of vaccination uh, that there is. But I believe that, you know, the, they created these vaccinations to help. And I don't think they uh, are And when I say they, I mean, the government, I don't think they're, they're making something to control us or implanting chip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Send our body to do something to help eradicate or at least keep it to a minimum of individuals uh, that do contract it, uh, so others won't. So we won't have another pandemic like we did last year where you know over 500 million, some people worldwide passed away from this one disease.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, great information. I didn't think we were gonna go that way, but still great <laughs> conversation. <Yeah. laughs> well, let's uh, go to Brittany Mason. She is a 23-year-old record holder in the 100-meter T-47, which is upper limb impairment, who competed in the Tokyo uh, Paralympic Games. And she served as a reminder that the starting blocks of life should never define you. It's how you run the race. Um, She's a track star that we should include in our conversation of the Olympic Games. And, you know, I love watching the Olympics normally, but this year it was so different because of the pandemic. You know, just period, whether whether it was the the Paralympics or just the Olympics, it was just different because you didn't see all the people in the stands, mm-hmm. you know, so you didn't have that. And then, you know, it, it was it was just different. It was different. It was a different atmosphere. Uh, but I will say that I watched the I watched I didn't watch all of them, but I watched a lot of the Paralympics for the first time. And I was so impressed. I was like, do you see what these individuals are able to do? With the impairments that they have, they are amazing. I mean, I, I just thought I need to start watching this more often. And why didn't I did not watch it <laughs> previously? I don't know if I just didn't because it's it's been around. It's it's not new. No, it's not new. No, no.
1: Go
2: ahead. Was, Go
1: ahead. I'm sorry. We call them we call it Paralympics, but I I can tell you right now. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't beat any of those kids. It was swimming, <laughs> running, jumping. No, no, no. I, I mean, they, they got me hands down. And, and I don't have any, you know, I was born physically capable of doing just about whatever I want, but um, I don't think that I could beat them. So they, I, I we call it Paralympics, but is it really Paralympics? You know, because <laughs> <laughs> these kids are, are pretty amazing in my book. Very amazing. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: And I agree. You know, it's not... You know, people want to talk about it's a handicap, so we have to give them special and certain considerations, but realistically, they can run, swim, jump, circles around many of us fully capable-bodied people walking the street every day. I I think that it's a, a wonderful platform for them to show that they still have that ability and I'm glad that it's getting a lot of notoriety within the past couple of years because it's an achievement that many need to see that are maybe paraplegic, quadriplegic, um, that may be list- missing any other type of limbs, that they can do it. It's an inspiration. Like, I love watching the Olympics, but I have no desire to get up and do the Olympics. But there's. I mean, I'm just being real. There may be someone out there sitting in a wheelchair thinking, I have no hope to do anything but this Mm -hmm. wheelchair. And then you see someone who is doing great things in a wheelchair. Can you imagine what that would do to someone's spirit? Mm. I think this Mm -hmm. this is awesome. This is awesome.
1: Yes. Most definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I I was blown away by watching them because I I, I started with, with the basketball game. And I was like, okay, so you're in a wheelchair. So you have to be able to maneuver in the wheelchair and still dribble the ball and get it in the hoop just like anybody else. That sounds more complicated than someone who is not in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, and they probably shoot. Looks- A whole lot better than I can, and I'm I got two broken legs, so you know mm, these 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 kids are not handicapped. No, I I don't call them handicapped. I mean, they 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 can do some amazing things. So
0: you you know, and you actually bring up a point. I feel like handicap is a is a discriminatory word. It's it's not it's not a positive word, and I don't want to say disability either. So what would be the right word so that it can
2: so we have a classmate. I don't know if you remember one of our classmates. We really have to get him on the show one day. Um, went to Lynch University okay. and, and he was in a motorcycle accident.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm.
2: so what he says is, don't diss my ability. So it's mm. okay if you want to say it's a disability, but don't diss my ability. And I always love that. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Cause he does great things. He's, he's always, um, on the, like he was in the news, newspapers, he's on Facebook. He's doing all these different things. The referee, he is a great individual. And just because I think he's a paraplegic, but it's not a, a death sentence. Yes. It's, it's yes. not, you know, when the, Handicap is what it is, but don't it's it still doesn't mean that he doesn't have the ability to do great things. So I think when we're trying to be politically correct, we take away that you know what? Yes, this is a condition that I have, but I still have the ability to do great things. And I, I think when we have athletes who are out there doing these type of great things, they're actually shining light that yeah, so I have a condition. Like heck, I have a condition. And I know I'm not going to be able to run down the street, I'm not going to do it. This little heart of mine is going to get out. I have a condition, but I have the ability to do other things. I can walk. I can walk real good, real, real good. So I'm just saying.
0: Real, real good. Real, real good. I mean, I can strut. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break for a commercial, and then we'll be right back with um, our edition of, this is not Girl Talk, so I'm going to switch that up real quick, but our Uncork and Unwind edition with Boomshika Rogers, Terrence Gills, and myself, Dr. Finney.
1: Thank you.
4: Hey, it's your girl Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life. RAIN Premium Sanitary Napkins. RAIN products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called Graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with RAIN products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using RAIN products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Dene and Stunner Radio sent you.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Recipes episode of Uncork and Unwind with host Boomshika Rogers, and Terrence Gills, and myself, Dr. Stephanie Finney. You guys say hello. Hello. All right. All right. So let's move on to our next topic as we go into the unwind portion of this episode. Now, I'm not going to say this name correctly. I do apologize. But um, Giannis A., uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to try it. Tinka Tempo. I believe is his name, uh, becomes part owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. And he states this is a dream come true for a kid from Athens, Greece, born from immigrant parents. I could have never imagined I would be in this position. Now, my question that I put on the table is why do we not have more African Americans or even people of minorities owning or having part ownership of NFL teams, NBA teams, NHL teams, period? I mean, I know that that's we're we're hearing more
2: about it, but I'll just put that out there. <laughs> Mr. Gill, would you like to go first? I, I'll I'll yield to your
1: expertise. No, I I won't say I'm an expert, but uh, like like uh, uh, Dr. Finney and I was talking before. I, I think uh, a lot of African Americans now are coming from under the umbrella of the Jim Crow uh, era. Uh, we're not back in the '50s, '40s thirties anymore. Uh, and you see a lot more African Americans coming out, uh, that are in positions, you know, to own, you know, and and they're not being, um, I want to say pushed to the side or they're not given a fair shake that they, that they deserve, uh, in this type of industry anymore. And they're coming to the table and they're bringing, uh, fresh new ideas. You know, they have assets as well to, to, to go behind that to purchase uh, the things that they want to to do. Um, and we were just speaking about uh, LeBron, and I, I believe uh, it was a few months ago um, uh, LeBron became part owner of the Boston Red Sox. I, I think that's what uh, I, I did here. So, and he owns a school. So yeah, I, I'm happy to see uh, NBA stars moving in this direction. And It's, it's not only LeBron. It's several of them you know, that have the started schools and are doing great things for our community, giving back. And I, I love seeing that. That's a wonderful thing.
2: So I think that it was almost taboo to see an African-American coach.
4: Hmm.
2: Um, I remember at a time when you saw one, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm rooting for this team because we <laughs> have that coach. Right. And um, then you're looking at, oh, we have maybe a black GM. Oh, so it. I really think, and this is this is talk talking. And, you know, I mind my business a lot, but my personal opinion says that uh, we did not come to the table thinking that we could. We were trained to be players. Uh, you you don't have to think. You know, even in the uh, the news media. When LeBron was speaking out um, on Black Lives Matter, Mm -hmm. it was he needs to shut up and dribble.
4: Yeah. Well, it was.
2: That has been trained and ingrained in the fabric of America that we don't (laughs) belong in those positions. And so now, as we As the people are coming up and we're understanding our worth, we don't have to just shut up and dribble. We can have an opinion. We can start a whole franchise if we so choose because we're doing more than just dribbling. Now we're learning to coach. We're learning the plays. We're understanding how the GM thinks. We're understanding who pays the check. I enjoy (laughs) getting a check. Well, how wonderful would it be if I was the one who could sign the check? So these are the things that we're now learning and we're growing to say, I can do this. We're taking business classes. We're going through the whole process of saying, this is achievable. And we're teaching our young men and our young women that you don't have to just dribble. You don't have to just run. You don't have to just throw a ball. You also have to learn how it works. You have to know the why this thing operates the way it does. And as we're teaching our young men and our young women the why and how this operates, we're empowering them to do more every single generation. I almost believe, and I say almost because I don't know if I'm gonna be around to see it, but I almost believe that in 20 years from now, it will be commonplace to see, you know, 75% African American coaches. I believe that
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, I wholeheartedly believe that I believe that within the next 20 years, we may have a black GM for like, uh, who was that guy who was the NBA GM? I don't, I don't know his name, but he was over the commissioner for the NBA. Why not? Why can't we have a black commissioner over mm-hmm. the NBA? How long has the NBA been in existence and we don't have a black commissioner, mm-hmm. but it's coming. Get ready. It's coming. Yes yeah.
0: Well, you said something key. You talked about you know money management and you know how to manage your finances. and Tony Dungy, um, who was with the NFL, I remember he had um, started classes for rookies that came into the NFL, and what they had to do was they were required to take these classes to teach mm-hmm. them how to manage their money.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: I remember watching some of his clips, and he was like, "You don't need 20 houses." You don't need a car dealership. If you want to have a house on the East Coast and a house on the West Coast, that's fine. If you want to have a couple of cars with those houses, that's fine. But understand this, the goal is to get ready to leave this profession because you are not going to do this forever. This is a temporary position and you make that money, but you need to invest that money so you can have some things ready when you get out. And I'm saying to myself, how many stories have you heard of these People, whether they're NFL players or, or, or um, you know basketball players who make all this money and then they leave and they have nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense. But he's trying to break that cycle to teach them up front. This is how you manage money so that when you get out, because eventually you're going to leave, whether it's you get hurt or actually retire, and hopefully mm-hmm. it's retire, but you're going to leave eventually. Mm-hmm. Then you will have something to show for it. And we really need to do that because we don't teach money management. That's no. not something that we even, you know, a lot of African-American people know about money management. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the money manager in my household. That is my husband. I'm not that person. I don't, I like to spend the money. And I remember when we first got married, he was like, well, you know, we need to start putting this back so we can do it. So i was like, we got to put all that money back. Oh, that really? That's, that's, that's a lot of money. But then, but then after about three years, I was like, well, it's time for a vacation, and he was like, you know what? You're you're right, you're right because we've been saving and we've been investing in this time, and we started taking. Back. And I said, okay, well, I don't mind putting money back then? I'm, I'm okay. I just got to be able to enjoy a little bit every once in a while. And you start seeing the ability to get a new home and get things that you want for yourself and your family, so that you know you can benefit and enjoy the all the work that you do. And it's like, wow, you know, I wasn't taught this but I'm learning it now Mm -hmm. and now I'm trying to teach my children because I want them to know early on rather than later as I did how to manage money. It's not that I, you know, have bad credit or anything, nothing like that. It was just, I never understood the part of saving and investing and my husband is very good at that. So, you know, I think that we as a people need more money management skills. We really need to, you know, hone, hone in on that as much as we can. Dave Ramsey I read a lot of his books and um, you know he was talking about insurance and we'll talk about that in a minute as well, but insurance and how people go out and they buy this insurance and he's like, you know, you just need a long-term care policy. You know, you, you know, you really don't need all this other stuff. Now you can decide whatever you want, but you need something, but you don't need 50 different things. <laughs> you know, that's not going to, you know, he, he, he really breaks it down as to why you need things as you said, the why. Um, and again, I just think that that's the part of, wanting to learn better so you can do better
2: <laughs> but when you look at social media and you know multimedia
4: mm-hmm.
2: our kids aren't seeing us managing our money they're seeing everybody on the turn up oh I mean, we're popping bottles <laughs> the turn <drinking> up <laughs> I mean, we got the latest hairdo. You, you change your mm-hmm. hair. Your hair is red weed, black weave, yellow weed, pink weave, green weed. You just, you got the newest. You got the new purse. You got the new shoes. Mm-hmm. And, oh, once I make it big, in order for me to show that I've made it big, I have to have 50 different wigs. I must have outfits for every day of the week because I cannot repeat an outfit because that's what broke people do. That's mm-hmm. the mentality That they're they're getting because that's what they're seeing. They don't have enough people saying "Hey, this is not the right way to go. You don't have to walk around looking like a million dollars and you only have $20 in your pocket. We have to change the mindset when people say, oh, you drive a Honda. Yeah. Well, you know, you've been working this long. You have this. I said, my money's in my house. In my children. I'm not gonna pull up in a Mercedes and be in an apartment complex. I'm not gonna do it. Why would I? I said, trust me, my Honda goes right into my house just as easily as a Mercedes would. But guess what? I'm not driving my money. Yep. I'm living my money. When I lay down, yes. I, I sleep well in my house. <laughs> I can't sleep in my car. When I get hungry, guess what? My money feeds me. I can't, I cannot. So I love, I love earrings. So, oh, I like your earrings, but you get oh are those black diamonds? Oh no, that would be onyx baby. That's onyx. Cannot difference. You cannot tell the difference. Quit trying to turn up and live. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the turn up, it's about the longevity. It's about leaving an inheritance for, the, for your children. And God forbid you should leave before a parent should leave. Then who's going to bury you? Cause I promise you without a will, the state's going to get in. You're going to have to go through probate. No one can put you in the ground. I need, I need us as a people to think responsibly. It's not about the turn up. It's about the longevity. My two cents.
1: I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. Now for the, for the, the older generation, you know, we see that, but For a 20 year old kid, let's go back to the, you know, the the leagues, uh, the professional players for, for a 20 year old, 20, 21, 22 year old kid that just got signed to the NFL. Who's been given a multi multi-million dollar country. The last thing on their mind is money management. The first thing on their mind is, Oh, now I can go buy what I want. I don't care about taxes. I don't care how much it costs because I have $30, $40 million in my bank account. So I'm going to get two houses, five five Harleys, you know, I'm going, me and my boys, we're going to have a good time. I'm buying houses, I'm buying everything, you know, and that's where they get in trouble because now down the road, you find out that those five houses that you got, you got property taxes, you got upkeep. And then Uncle Sam knocks to the door and say, Hey, you know, last year you made $40 million and you didn't give. you forgot to give me my 15. Hey, I need my money. So you get into a position where now you have nothing left mm-hmm. and the IRS comes in and take what you have because, mm-hmm. because you wasn't taught, you know, at an early age. Okay. Yes, I have $30 million, but I'm going to act like I have $30. I got 30 million, but I'm gonna act like I had 30, okay? So I'm gonna take, instead of buying a $10 million house, why don't I go and buy a $100,000 house? Live extremely below my means. So that way, if if I'm in the league, uh, playing whatever sport I'm playing, if I have an injury that is gonna end my career, I still have enough money left in the bank to take care of myself until I can find something else. To do, yeah,
2: I think the first thing that young people need to do when you get that bag, get you an accountant. Yes, and I want you to think to, and I tell this to my sons say, hey, as soon as you they tell you what you're going to be making, knock off 30 percent. Yeah. because that's customarily what the uh, what Uncle Sam's coming to get is 30 percent, so just knock it off. Don't worry about, even if you win the lottery, right now, if you win the lottery, Uncle Sam is getting 26% of those lottery earnings. So
4: just,
2: I need you to get a a tax accountant and learn how to manage your money and make sure you have someone that's going to teach you what they're doing. Not just tell you, teach Mm me. Because at some point, if my money is gone and i have to do this myself i will have the tools to do it take advantage of every opportunity you have to learn especially about money because look there's not a man out there that wants a broke woman and there's not a woman out there that wants a broke man and i promise you
1: <laughs> when all
2: your money is gone he yeah. or she gonna be gone too. Mm. i tell my husband often i said look here we ain't gonna make it if you ain't got your coins
1: together. Now, I love you, and I do. But look, Mama can't eat love. I can't. I can't <laughs> eat love. I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That's, that's, that's okay. You know. You know. I don't. I don't. Want, I don't want people to 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 to, to misunderstand you. That, that you know that you you married just for what what your husband has. I know you. I know you do love your husband. You know. And and I honestly. Love- <laughs> and, and, and I, and I know, I mean, I, but I understand finances in a relationship. I know we're getting on another subject here and I'm sorry about that, Dr. Finney, but uh, no, I, also, I just want to say, you know, finances in a relationship, in a, especially in a beginning relationship, it, it, it causes a lot of problems, you know, cause you, 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 you so deep in debt that you, you don't see a way out. And that, that does cause a lot of marriages to separate uh, because your finances are dead. But here's the thing:
2: If we're open and honest, um, I like to say bad news doesn't get better over time. So once you see it, you have to tackle it. You can't just say, oh, gosh, this is overwhelming. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's not going to go anywhere. You must tackle it. You have to have that courage to say, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to fix it now. Doesn't matter how I got here. I'm here now. Let me fix it. And I think we as a people sometimes get a little nervous when you're talking about Uncle Sam and the taxes and, oh, my gosh, I don't want to go to jail. I I can't deal with it right now. And we shut down as opposed to going forth and saying, you know what, I got myself into this. Now it's time to get out. If that means I have to buckle down, buckle down. But don't sit in it. That There's where we have a problem is when you sit in it and you pretend like it doesn't exist, you're just going to keep balling out of control.
1: I see a message here from uh, Miss Smith says that unfortunately most entertainers and players don't have someone in their corner to keep them grounded like that uh, for financially. Uh I, That's probably true. More than likely that's true. But I, I, you, when you, Put yourself, when you're in a position like that, you have to go and find those individuals who can help you, you know, that if they don't come to you, you go to them, you know, because mm-hmm. money's not going to last forever, no matter how much you have. If, if, if you abuse it, you're going to lose it. So you you have to go out and seek those individuals, find them, find the help that you need to, 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 to stay financially stable, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't get caught up in a moment where, you know, you have the money I can I can afford to buy this. Uh, I'll worry about all the rest of that, Everything else later on, later on, you know, later on is going to come back and bite you. Right. Hmm. So so in anyway, so my my train of thought would be when you find yourself in a financially secure position, find the help or before get it before you financially. So you already know. Okay, I need to invest my money in this area, or I need to put my money in this area. So and I like
2: to say put pride aside. Cause a lot yes. of times we're taught, oh, don't let people in your business. Put your pride aside and get the help you need. You mm-hmm. have to learn how to manage what you have so you can keep what you have. That's right. Or grow. Or grow what you have. How about that? Right, right. grow it.
1: If you surround yourself <laughs> with those individuals that that know the the ins and outs of how to do that, then you will become part of that chain.
2: Amen. Awesome. That was good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have another comment from Ms. Smith. I appreciate LeBron in his circle. He invested in his circle to learn the financial system to help him invest
1: his money. Mm -hmm. He did. And he did a smart thing, you know, and now he's making big moves uh, because he did that, and and I applaud LeBron and all the things that he's doing. I, I mean, I, I'm happy to see the, the brother doing very, very well for himself. You know, yeah. uh, when his basketball career ends, LeBron doesn't end. LeBron keeps yeah. going.
2: His legacy know? continues. Yeah, just
1: yeah. like just like you know, Oprah is is, is not uh, you know she has a lot of things going. But she's not on TV like that she used to be anymore. That yeah. show is gone, but Oprah is still Oprah. Oprah is still going. You know, she still has a franchise. Mm-hmm. So that's
2: network.
1: That's right. You gonna you gonna remember who Oprah is until, <laughs> until the end okay. of time. That's yeah? right. She's that's not right. going anywhere. Yeah, you, you don't
3: know?
1: remember Michael Jordan too. Oh, you gonna definitely remember Jordan. Now. Every time you o- go-
3: That's
1: oh. right. Every time you I'm call the right. name Nike. Every time you say Nike, you say in Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you, you are. are.
0: Oh. All right. Well, so, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the Cork and Unwind episode with myself, Dr. Stephanie Finney, Bomshika Rogers and Terrence Gill.
4: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian, actress, Coca Brown. And I gotta give a huge shout out to my girl, Dr. Stephanie Fenney, because she put me on What to the jewel Sanitary Napkin. These babies are amazing. Not only are they good to me, they're good for me. Not only do they help with absorption, moisture control, and protection, because yes, sometimes I like to wear white, but these babies also have a great ingredient called graphene that helps with cramps. Huh? Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I'm protected and I can control my moods a little bit? I love it. So please make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney. They have a variety of sizes for every kind of flow, whether it's heavy, light, overnight, she got you. So make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney, and get you some Jewel Sanitary Napkins today. I strongly endorse these, honey, especially if you're like me and need all the help you can get for that time of the month, all right?
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Uncork and Unwind episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney and Boomshika Rogers and Terrence Gill. Say hello, co-host. Hello, everyone.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Okay, let's move on to our next topic. Now, this was interesting. This is from Kelly Rowland, uh, previously of Destiny's Child. She recalls a time when Tina Knowles lovingly pressed her for not looking out for her loved ones. And I quote, it's a shame that she didn't have life insurance. It's a common phrase that people will utter to themselves and others when news of a loved one's death is followed by an announcement that money is being collected to cover the deceased burial call. All right. Um, I had someone here, actually um, I interviewed months ago and she was African-American that dealt with life insurance and she had a really unique, um, she had really unique plans that grew the money and actually like if you paid into them, if you decided that you wanted to start taking money out after like 20 years, it would start paying you. It was really neat, but needless to say, all that aside, she talked about how, you know, people just feel to this day, you know, are not, you know, insured. Like they just don't believe in getting life insurance. It's like, it's not a, it's not a common thing. And it should be to at least have something and she was talking about her her mother, who she didn't know didn't have life insurance, and then they ended up having to school together when she you know transitioned and I just thought, why don't we think about life insurance you know and I mean for Kelly Rowland, who you know she's a superstar I would think you know and, you know it and that 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 brings me to Selena, I don't know if you remember Selena, she's a mm-hmm. hispanic um singer. Mm-hmm um and she was i mean beautiful voice i did not know until my husband told me we were you know talking about her when we saw her movie and uh we were talking about her and she didn't have life insurance so when she died mm-hmm. i mean it was like they had to pull everything together to take care of burial expenses and i was like but these people already have money, money. They already are successful money-wise. So why not automatically get life insurance? At least one policy.
2: No one that's thinks, the, everyone thinks they're going to live forever. No one anticipates yep. death.
1: Yep.
2: So it's it's a part of life. And, um, you know, we figure we're young. Yes, so That's for the old. Um, you know, it's, it costs too much. But when you look at it, life insurance, even for a term policy, if you're a healthy individual, it could cost you about maybe thirty-four dollars a month. Two hundred and fifty thousand-dollar policy was that, a dollar, a dollar a day, mm-hmm. dollar a day. You know, and it it's not for you; it's for those you leave behind.
0: It right. sure is. It, and that's how I think about it because I have always—I mean, that—that's that's never been an issue for me. I've always had a life insurance policy because I always said I never want to be a burden to my family when the time comes. If I go first, I, I, you know, I don't—I don't want I don't, my husband have to worry about anything. Matter of fact, I want him to be able to say, possibly, you know what? I don't even want to work anymore, and I don't have to. I don't have to because my my wife was fully insured. We're good and vice versa. I feel like you should have that option if a you know, emergency was to happen because as you said, life life happens. And now we are in a COVID environment. So life is really happening. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't see COVID. It's it's out there. So I'm just like why not get life insurance and you know, you talked about you know, the older generation, I'll say more mature generation. But if that's the case, I noticed that a lot of them don't have policies. And some of the young, what's that about?
2: So it's harder to get insurance the older you get. And if you have a pre-existing condition, but there are policies out there that even if they don't check you for your like your health condition, you don't have to do a medical examination. And you can get a policy. Now, it is a burial policy. You're not going to mm. pay off your house, your mortgage, or anything like this, but your children will be uh, able to give you a proper home going. And um, at that point, I would recommend a will. And I, these are just things that people don't think about. And it's like, okay, and I was just having this conversation. I need to redo my will because mm-hmm. my will was done in 2000 and 2009. Well, mm-hmm. I've had some major life changes since 2009. And I know it's like, you know what? I need to sit down and redo my will mm-hmm. and look at how my policies are set up. And But we, we think tomorrow is promised. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Let me take care of it tomorrow. It's not. And for our, I won't say season, you, you know, for those of us who are still basting out there. <laughs> basting. Um, we have to, we have to consider this is not about us. It's yep. about those we leave behind. And we don't want to put them in a situation where they're struggling to give us the burial that they think that we deserve. And I'll say it like that because it's not what we want. I mean, I want to be cremated. I told my children I want to be cremated. My sons told me they want to be cremated and I had a very bad scare with one of my children. And I was in a situation where I was sitting there, I can't I can't burn this boy. I can't burn his body. I'm not gonna be able to do it. So at that mm-hmm. point, it's how I want to bury my child. You, you know, know what I'm saying? That. So it's not about you. And yeah. I'm gonna look directly in the camera. It's not about you. It's about those you leave behind. So think about us who are still here and we're we're <laughs> We're, we're struggling with how we're going to take care of you in your in in the final moments as you're going up to glory. Think about us. Yeah,
1: that's very well said, because a lot of people don't like you said, they don't they don't think about. They just take life for granted. You know, they don't think about, you know, I might not be here tomorrow. What is what what would my family do if I leave this earth today, tonight, a second from now? Mm-hmm. So you're right. No, most people don't 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 have life insurance because they, they really, they take life for granted. They think that, you know what, you know what, look, I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here next year. I'll be here the next 10 years. I'm only 20, you know, I'm only 20 years old, so I'm young. I don't need that stuff. You know, so you, you're right. It's just something that, one of the avenues in life that we, we take for granted, Mm -hmm. you know, But you're right. Most many people, it's not it's not about that individual. It's about the people you leave behind. What what kind of condition do you want to leave them in? Yeah. So I I like that. Yeah
0: i um, I have you know heard of you know crazy stories. I mean crazy stories where you know family members have to you know really you know like oh it's one family member that says oh you know I want this I want I want to make sure that my mom is buried this way, and this, and it's like, but, but there's, but there's no money to make sure that she's buried this way. But you want to do all of these things. You want to, you know, but it's a price tag for all of that. And, um, you know, I, I get that for the seasoned generation, it 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 costs money. But how about we get the policy before we get to the season point? Right. How, how about, <laughs> you know, so that that can already be in place. And then by the time we get to the point of being seasoned, that's that's already taken care of. I mean we've already been paying into that and it's consistently being paid on, so it's not a big deal, you know, but rather than do that, we wait. And then there's a problem because as you said, there's other health issues that come yeah. about as you get older. And I believe um when you turn forty, that's when everything starts to change with the policy. The
2: engine light yeah. comes on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 My <laughs> t- engine light came on at 40 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, engine light. It's, it's- <laughs> It's been screaming at me <laughs> for several forties.
1: So it's still screaming at me. So, yeah.
3: Let's see.
0: We have a comment uh, from Mariam Iganu. That part, prior planning is critical for this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pro- yeah, planning. Planning. That's the thing. We have to plan. Yeah. Yeah. No different. We were talking about money previously and you know, looking at the path ahead. You have to plan, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Mr. Gill, Mr. gilson and, and I were talking, and it was like, you should at least, you know, if you are in the NFL or NBA or something like that, you should at least be able to leave knowing you got a house waiting for you to pay it
1: off. If you got that type of money, yeah. If you, had, I mean, even like I said, if you're blessed with that type of money, there, there should be no reason why you're paying a house, a mortgage, That that should be the first thing that that you do do for yourself. If you come into that type of money, you should have secure a place for you to live. That is yours. There there is no renting. I'm paying a mortgage deal. No.
2: This is ownership at its best.
1: Uh, This is my house.
0: Yeah. And you are paying for it in full because you have the money and you don't have to right. pay all that interest. Right. You don't need a 30-year or 20-year or 15-year no. mortgage. You just mm-hmm. need to pay that. That way you have a house that, that mm-hmm. belongs to you. The not thing you're paying is taxes and insurance. Okay, there you go. Don't forget your taxes after you pay that house. There are I, taxes. <laughs> I said taxes and insurance. Yes. I said that because yes. they will come and get it. They'll They're come get it if you don't pay the taxes. <laughs> No but at least you,
1: but at least you have something that's yours. You know what I mean? The, the tax is going to be minute compared to a house note. Oh,
2: yeah. oh, yeah. But
0: but, but, but you got to
2: pay them. Yes, because <laughs> if you don't pay them, it'll be somebody like me who will pay the taxes <laughs> on your house. That's and right. Is, and that will and be my house. <laughs> I, don't
1: yes. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. Financial abuse is more yes. common in our community Still, yes, it is. Yes, it
3: is.
2: But it's the because, lack of, of education. It, it's
0: a yeah, lack of knowledge. I agree. I agree. And you know, that's like okay, we're talking about insurance, talking about a life insurance policy, uh, you know, a house. These are things in my mind. I'm saying, if I, I mean, I, well, I, I'm, I took care of this. I mean, I'm not, not even an NFL player, but I'm just saying, let's say I do come into that type of money. That's one of the first things I'm gonna talk about. I need to get a house. In full paid, Mm -hmm. I need to get insurance. If I don't have any, I need to get that. You know, and I just be paying on that. But I need to have some things in place. That's a part of planning, as Mm -hmm. Miss Iganu said. Planning. We have to plan. If you don't plan, you plan to fail. That's right.
1: And and I also think most most African Americans, most you know, a lot of us come from nothing. You you have. You had nothing growing up, not not just Amer- African Americans. I mean, that's that's in, in every uh, genre, uh, every race, but mostly African Americans. We we you grew up, you didn't have anything. So now, when you get to a point uh, where you do have something, it's out of control because you never had it. So you 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 lose your mind, so to speak. As in, now I have the finances to buy what I want. I'm gonna live like I always wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and you don't you don't think about the repercussions of what about this and what about that and what about this. You don't think about that. All you're thinking about is I, I, I drove a pinto for 40 years, you know, and that's nothing wrong with a pinto a car is a car, but you you're thinking I, I wanted a jaguar and, and I couldn't afford a jaguar, I had to drive a pinto. Now I can afford a jaguar, so I'm gonna go ahead and get me a jaguar and a Porsche and a Ferrari and a Lamborghini, you know, and I'm gonna drive all of them. Whenever I want, you know, and you don't think about anything else other than that because you never had it, so you you, you get out of hand. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, I you said a mouthful right there. He did, he
0: did. I'm just thinking about everything he said a Lamborghini, a Porsche,
2: <laughs> everything. I call it impulse issues. Yes, now my sons have lived a very um easy life because their mama has always worked. I, There was never a time when I did not work. And so my son, Michael, I love him to death. We were moving from one part of Texas to another part of Texas. Now his mom, that'd be me, built this house. I mean, put every design in us. His sons, you're going to know how to do this process. They were with me. We did the whole process of building a house. So when you move... I was like, okay, well, let's find a place to kind of just rent for right now until we find out where we want to live. Oh, this child he says to me, mm, Mom, I've lived a privileged life, we can't live like this. <laughs> <laughs> said, we can't live like this, he said, No, Mom, we can't live like this,
1: Mom. I got you, spoiled him. I'm sorry, Mom, but you did it. He, he doesn't did.
2: realize when we were living in an apartment and I'm trying to make things happen. He doesn't understand that. <laughs> he what he knows is he doesn't know. This is not, uh, Mama, we can't. No, 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 no. We walked in uh, into a, a house, four bedroom house. I said, Okay, you and your brothers have your own room. He was like, Mm-mm. Mama, they, you smell that? I'm like, well, we'll just clean the carpet, have the air ducts. He said, No, 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 no. But no, thank you, sir. And he just said, mama, let's go. (laughs) He's my road dog. So he wanted me to go look at this house. And he said, no, mama, let's go. (laughs) I think it is about teaching (sighs) our children a standard.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And
2: if this is how we lived at this point, when you have an opportunity to do better, I expect you to do better. I was raised on a farm i love my farm experience we had cows chickens pigs uh ducks rabbits guineas horses we had it we had a full um garden that we had to go out and pick we picked our own food we butchered our own cows and pigs we had our own eggs we ate, we ate most of the doggone rabbits that were out there i me tell you what i loved it my sons they don't understand that because each generation is supposed to do better than the last
0: yeah and yeah. I
2: fully expect them to do better than me.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: And I think I'm doing pretty good. But that's yeah. because what my mother and father taught me and what I teach them is that you you must continue to educate yourself mm-hmm. to know how to spend your money, how to save your money. They has a saving account and he has a checking account. And right now the way his checking account and his saving account is set up, he's broke but he knows that. So he says, "Mom, I have impulse issues, but I know I can't spend any money because I have to have a certain amount of money in this account." But he knows that because he's been taught that. So as we're out there talking to our children, let's teach them as, instead of boy, get out of here. I'm paying these bills. Don't be, don't be in my business. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. See here, come see what this costs. Come see what oh, yeah. you need to make yep. in order to live this way.
0: You brought up a very good point. I have a friend who has a son who is uh, a senior in high school. And he said, you know, he's not sure he wants to go to college, which we're like, fine. okay, That's not a problem because (laughs) I would rather you say it now so that we don't have to waste this money and this time. When you just, okay fine and so he says that he wants to do something or another i can't remember and his dad was so smart it reminds me of the episode of the cosby show where Bo was saying that he wanted to do all this stuff and they had all this play money and they set the house up as if this is how much everything gonna cost and you need to rent from rudy she was mrs somebody in her little hat and stuff okay so so his 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 dad this is a real story he said so uh, what type of apartment do you want to live in? he was like, well, I think I want like a two-bedroom. I like to have, you know, my own bedroom and another. And he said, well, okay, you know, like what type of, and he was like, I want to live over here. So then he said, come on, let's go over there and find out how much those those apartments are. So they went over there and he was like, yeah, you see how much that was like um, $1,100 for that, for that two-bedroom, two-bath apartment right there.
3: Mm-hmm. He said,
0: okay. And he said, and you know, we haven't even talked about food. We haven't even talked about car. We haven't yeah, even talked crazy. about all your bills, cable, your cell phone, and so it gave him a picture. He said, "So, so if you want to do X job, and this is how much money you're gonna make every month, you got to figure out how to balance your budget to make that work. And it looks like you ain't gonna have any type of social life because all your money is gonna go towards paying that 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 rent." because because it does have to be paid on time or they will put you out, put yeah. you out. Uh, and you will have to pay those bills i think water was included but you know you still got to pay cable and electric and you have to pay your cell phone and again i guess you're just not gonna have a car so i guess you're just gonna go ahead and take the bus what, what you gonna do get your bus pass
2: baby get your bus yeah pass. that's it that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Those are life lessons. Yeah, yeah. It's it's called a teachable moment, and yep. our children need to have those teachable moments. Let me yep. show you how this works. Mm-hmm. I, 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 they will I, not die. They will not die. No. Go ahead, teach
1: them. I, I think we should go back to uh, the you know the older days where where parents uh, you had to live a little bit hard because uh, I think most of the kids today are, are privileged. Or they feel like they're privileged because of their parents. Exactly you know so you, you need to, to, to educate kids and take them back to a point where let me show you what it takes to get to where you want to be and when you get mm-hmm. to where you want to be let me teach you how to be responsible yeah. enough to take care of what you want or what you have mm-hmm. you know because nobody's gonna give you anything everything comes with a price mm-hmm. everything so mm-hmm. either you're gonna put yourself in a position to get it or you're not you know, because nobody's going to hand it to you. Yeah. Oh, yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: And one thing I can say about Miss Boomshika, because we went to college together, hard worker, always worked hard. I mean, I never understood how hard she was working. I remember a couple of jobs. I was like, wow, she is really doing this. She's really doing this work. You know, I, but- a
2: truck. I worked three jobs my senior year in high school, but I got my truck. I love it. So I don't yeah. have a problem with working hard. I would just yeah. like to work less hard now that I'm uh, seen forty a few times. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm still basting, though. I'm not seasoned. I'm basting. <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah. I love it. I love it. But you worked. You worked hard for what you have, though. So, so if you sit back now and enjoy the fruits of your labor, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not lazy. You, you, you've done the work. You, you, I mean, you plowed your fields. You, I mean, your crops are growing now. So you should, you should just, you you should be happy to reach, go, go back to your field and, and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor. That's fine.
2: Unfortunately, my boss does not feel the same. So he <laughs> wants me to continue to work like I am still in the field plowing.
1: No, no, put him on the page. Just go ahead and let him know. Go ahead and go ahead and sit him, sit him down for a minute.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why I use an alias. There you go. <laughs> I need that plausible deniability because I might say something that could get me fired. <laughs> I, heard. I, get
1: I understand. Fired. I understand.
3: I see you.
0: Yeah. I see you. Okay, so this is nearing the end of the show. Uh, any final comments? Would you like to put some information out there about where people can reach out to you? If you have anything going on that you want to promote, this is your time.
1: Well, I put out there, like I said, that I, I'm uh, up and coming. Oh, well, I am an author. Uh, this, my first novel was published in January. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find my novel on any of the ebook platforms, Amazon, anywhere. It's out there, and it's called Choice. It is an erotic romance novel, and yes, I did write that. A guy, yes, I did do that. Uh, and I'm right, I'm currently writing my my second one, which uh, is going to be a little bit more erotic than the first one. So. I want to throw that out there too, huh? Yes, ladies, okay. yes, that is. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, 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 pretty, I, I'm pretty excited about that. And am uh, definitely getting that, that novel published and, and out there to the public. Uh, so a lot of people are responding to it. Um, and I would appreciate it if you, anyone who's listening or can see me, uh, get your copy. I greatly appreciate the support. Thank you so much.
2: Awesome. Well, I just want to wish everyone a wonderful day Um, and hashtag January 15th. For those who've been watching the show, hashtag January 15th. All
4: right.
2: (laughs) I can't get away
0: from it. I'll tell you later, Mr. Gill. Okay. (laughs) Uh, For everyone watching and listening, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to connect on the recipes segment of Uncork and Unwind with myself, Dr. Stephanie Finney, and Boomshinka Rogers, and Terrence Gills. Before I go, if you're on Instagram, please tune in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as I provide a serving of health and wellness in the area of feminine healthcare. And for any men out there, please do not shy away from this topic because if you have important women in your life, you also need to know about this information. That's it for us. We hope you enjoyed this segment of Uncork and Unwind. And now I'm going to allow singer, songwriter, television personality, and founding member of Sisters With Voices, Lili from SWV, to provide her endorsement of Rain, previously known as Jewel Feminine Care. See you next time on The Recipe as we bring you all of the ingredients for living your best life. Take care.
3: And the packaging, it says Jewel on it, and she sent me so many different, I mean, it's for moderate flow, heavy flow, hold on, this was my favorite, <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite, that is my favorite. <laughs> I can always appreciate an overnight, but what really, what I was really impressed by was the 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 length, how long it was,
0: and how and it's not as thick.
3: If if you guys still get that, those fluffy friends, sometimes that thing could just be out of control and never do what you asked it to do. it be <laughs> all over the place. But honestly, like I had absolutely no problems at all. And I, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate this product so good because a lot of people, you know, they, they want to send you stuff, and it's like, okay, you know, you want to believe in everybody, but everybody's product is not a good product, especially something when it comes to feminine hygiene and sanitary this and you got to be very careful because sometimes, you know, uh, whatever is, whatever the stuff is made with, it don't, Always agree with your body chemistry, but I had absolutely no problems, and I wouldn't even say this if I didn't mean it. I gave my the, the girls in my podcast they use it. My my other my podcast member she don't even use sanitary napkin. She's like a tampon girl, mm-hmm. but she really appreciated this, and I thought you know. I have to tell you this. I couldn't wait to get on here to tell you this. So for everybody that's on here that's still going through them, getting those monthly visits, please support Dr. Finney's business. I tried it myself, and I and I love it.